This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we're back for another edition of the Onside Kick right here on Most Valuable Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything when it comes to news in the NFL. And Mark, today's a special day. Today yep. is Mock Draft 2.0 day. That's right. Me and Mark have our 2.0 Mock Draft. We're going to take you through all the picks. If you're on YouTube, they're split up for you. If you're on Blog Talk Radio or you're listening to this on a podcast service around the world, then you get it all in one big podcast. But before we get started, a little housekeeping at the beginning. Number one, you want to support Most Available Podcasts. How do you do so? Most Available Podcasts. Patreon.com backslash Most Available Podcasts. That link in the description just a way for you to help support us so that we can keep doing what we love doing for you guys we also have mvp shirts if you want your very own mvp shirt i know i don't have it on but every time i put it where the logo would be all that is down below in the description as well 22 bucks a pop and that is including shipping then last but not least first check out the website mostvalablepodcast.com but then if you're on itunes or you have an itunes please go ahead and give the onside kick a five-star rating on itunes for mark and i it would mean the world to us however mark yeah let's get into it we got our mock draft and i was just looking at our uh at our spreadsheet here that has yeah. our picks and you had a special message that the I browns do. are poop the browns, the browns are, are poop. i'm like first i'm looking at it like okay is mark trying to tell me something did I forget something in my housekeeping? Yeah. No. Nope. Just the Browns are poop. The Browns are poop. However, yep. what we're going to do is we're going to start at the top, number one through ten. We're going to give our top ten. For those of you who are not on YouTube, YouTube will see it, Blog Talk Radio, and audio will hear it. Mark, yep. run us through your top ten for Mock Draft 2.0. Well, it's pretty simple here. Uh, number one, I, I've... I've switched my quarterbacks this time around. Number one is going to be Sam Darnold. You, you've seen the light. You've seen the light. I just don't like when Josh Rosen <laughs> talks about things. I mean, I understand the Browns are poop, but you don't <laughs> want to go there. Um, the the Giants next, they're going to go Josh Rosen. I'm still sticking true. This is your best opportunity to get your quarterback. Go get him. Colts, Mike McGlitchney. Uh The Browns, again, Saquon Barkley. Baker Mayfield to the Broncos. The Jets getting Calvin Ridley, wide receiver out of Alabama. Following it up with the Bucks going with Minka Fitzpatrick. Once again, Alabama. The Bears going with Bradley Chubb, uh, defensive end, North Carolina State. Raiders, Denzel Ward, Quentin Nelson uh, out of Notre Dame, the guard for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, and then we'll move right into my top 10. Right at the top, I've got the Cleveland Browns going with Sam Darnold. Nothing changes there. Then we move right over to the Giants. Josh Rosen, quarterback, UCLA. Again, nothing changing. However, the one thing I am going to say, because we weren't going to talk about this team, but I just want to say it now, the Giants were the hardest pick for me. Do I have them go quarterback? Do I have them go with Saquon Barkley? I eventually was like, you know what? They'll go with Rosen. When are you going to have a chance to get a quarterback like this ever again? Then number three, again, nothing changes. Bradley Chubb, defensive end, NC State. Then my first change from the 1.0. The Browns at four now, taking Saquon Barkley, running back out of Penn State. Then the Broncos at five, going Josh Allen, the quarterback from Wyoming. 
Then the Jets at six going Baker Mayfield. Quarterbacks going like hot potatoes. Quarterback from Oklahoma. Bucks at seven going Minka Fitzpatrick, defensive back from Alabama. Bears, Bears fans will like this. Calvin Ridley going to the Bears wide receiver from Alabama. Then another Alabama player going to the Raiders, Rashawn Evans, inside linebacker, going to John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders. Then the San Francisco 49ers rounding out my top 10, going with Denzel Ward, the cornerback from Ohio State. And the first th- the first team we'll talk about mm-hmm. is the Cleveland Browns. Two picks in the top five. Yep. They have their own at number one. They have the Texans at number four. No question they're going to go quarterback at number one, but the only debate I had at four is when we did our Browns video way back when of who they can take at number one, there were a lot of commenters that were, there was either two camps, take a quarterback number one and then Minka Fitzpatrick at the second pick, or take a quarterback number one and then take Saquon Barkley with the fourth overall pick. Both you and I selected Saquon Barkley only because I've been on the train of get Isaiah Crowell out of town. You don't need him. You can take mm-hmm. Saquon. What about the other side? Like, did you think for a second to uh, maybe take Fitzpatrick at the four spot? Honestly, not really. I mean, so much of what has been awful in Cleveland has been this offense. When they were, you know, better days, um, which weren't that long ago, they actually had a pretty decent defense. Mm -hmm. The problem they have right now, too, is the fact that their coach, I don't think anyone truly believes he can get anything offensively going. He's still there, unfortunately, but you get a high-powered quarterback, you get a high-powered running back, you're forced to have something start up, right? Something has Mm -hmm. to get going. Uh, And this way, too, you can't just completely um, say, well, they've got the running back, stack the box. If you have a good quarterback as well, you're going to have to balance some things out. Let's, you know, take a look at Dallas when you had two rookies. You know, you have Dak Prescott, you've got Zeke Elliott. You can do this combination. You can't, you know, you don't have to be scared that these two rookies and, oh, they're not going to be able to handle the pressure or anything like that. They'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do think that Fitzpatrick would be a great option, but if I'm the Browns, I want some damn firepower. That's all it is right now for me. Well, and the thing that I think of is I like the comparison with the two rookie thing. The only difference is, and I know this isn't a big difference, however it is a difference, I feel like that Cowboy offensive line when oh, Deacon Zach came in, yeah. we're much better. Like th- This offensive line for the Browns isn't like strip it down, it's nothing. Obviously, when they do get the players that were injured back, like I believe Joe Thomas would be coming back for the offensive line, it's going to be stronger. However, great point, linking quarterback running back there because the thing with Dak Prescott was, and I know this isn't like a great comparison of like Sam Darnold is not Dak Prescott, However, it didn't matter what wide receiver he was throwing to. It didn't matter if it was Terrence Williams, if it was um, Bailey out there, if it was our Beasley, if it was Des Bryant. He's going to throw it to whoever's open. And I feel like if the Browns can do that, no matter who your quarterback is, just not Deshaun Kaiser, then you can be in good shape. And we did see some good things from Josh Gordon when he came back at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. The one thing I want to... I'm only going to ask this because 
if a quarterback is available, let's say Giants go non-quarterback, Colts go non-quarterback, and neither of them can make a trade. If you're the Browns, do you move out yet again? Do you move out yet again if you're the only team in the top three to have taken a quarterback? I think the thing that would scare me is when we were trusting the process in Cleveland. It's only a Philly thing. Only Philadelphia can do that. You got fired. <laughs> you know, when you trusted the process, the process got you fired. Yeah, so did Sam Hinkie. You don't, it's okay. You don't want to mess with this again. You mm-hmm. just go, you know what, that whole process thing, and sure, it was nice, but let's go do something else. Uh, trust the process is a great idea, but Cleveland, you get chutted in Cleveland if you're not careful. So Hashtag TTP. It's the process. It's an issue. You know, you don't have time. That is not a luxury that you have in Cleveland. You don't sign a 10-year deal like Gruden. Um, so, no, I, I'm not going to trade back. I'm going to say enough of it. We're getting who we want. We're doing it right now. And the reason why I asked that is the prime spot for me. So I mentioned the Giants earlier, and if you want to hear our discussion, yet again, we talked about it before, of should the Giants trade out of that number two pick? They could. They could trade that pick, or if they keep it, like I said, they can go Josh Rosen, they could go Saquon Barkley, they don't necessarily have to go with quarterback at number two. For me, because of that, that could make the Colts pick on draft day, could make it so valuable of a tradable asset, because depending on what the Giants do, and I know that the Giants could decide to trade the pick before the draft, a la what we saw with Goff and Wentz just two years ago. However, let's say the Giants go with a Saquon Barkley. They go against what you and I say, and they sure. don't go quarterback. Then what the Colts could do is they could basically bargain John Lynch-style, bargain with the Broncos and the Jets to basically have a mini-bidding war saying, who do you want to take? More yeah. so with me, if I'm the Colts in that situation, I'd want to trade with the Broncos because then the Browns wouldn't go with Bradley Chubb. They would take someone else, and then you could possibly get Bradley Chubb at five while getting assets from a Denver because they wanted a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, you'd you have to go ahead and call uh, John Elway and say, hey, got the Jets on the phone. Mm-hmm. They're interested in trading up. You want to do it first? You know, and just try and play them against each other for sure. I think it'd be a good idea. But I think there's also, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of good value. There's a lot of things that they need in uh, in Indianapolis right now. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely not lost just making your pick at number three. Well, and that's the thing with me. We're on draft day, and this is why the top six to me, why I have, like you mentioned to me before we recorded, you're like, wow. You have four quarterbacks in the top six. That's usually what you see in mock draft number one. Yeah, Browns, Giants, Broncos, Jets. And my reasoning there is number one, number two, don't change. Darnold I like at number one. He's got more potential. Rosen's got your ceiling. Also, because of what Rosen said about Cleveland, I wouldn't draft him. I don't want that cancer anywhere near my team. If you don't want to play for me, that's fine. It's not like it's Rosen or Bust here. It's Rosen and then, oh, there's Sam Darnold, who's also a quality number one pick that you could take. Outside of that, the Broncos, I mean, the reason why I had them go with Josh Allen at this point is because, I mean, of course you're going to scout all the quarterbacks, and the Broncos are probably going to talk to all of them at the Combine and at Pro Days. 
However, when John Elway goes to your bowl game and you play pretty well, I got to think that you're really high on John Elway's board. And if Barkley and or not Barkley, if uh, Rosen and Darnold are off the board, then Allen would probably be, in my mind, the number one quarterback on the Broncos draft board. And then the Jets, I just think, you know what, you got to take it. Like, if a guy like Baker Mayfield's there, you got to take a quarterback. You got to, you're always going to be here because you don't have the quarterback right now. Take a stab at a quarterback. Try to get mm-hmm. that guy in your locker And the room. interesting thing, and I'm almost starting to believe that John Elway's interest, uh, obvious interest in Josh Allen might be a smokescreen. Uh, you think so? Yeah, I think it might, only to to kind of reaffirm a team like the Jets or the Redskins, mm-hmm. who knows, even the Cardinals, that don't worry, we want a guy you probably have lower on your draft board. That's the guy we're interested in. So that way they don't try and trade in front of them. That way they the, the Broncos can take whoever they actually want, you a know, Baker Mayfield or something. You know who I wouldn't be surprised if they were if this guy was really at the top of the because let's be honest, the Broncos need a quarterback. Sure. The Paxton Lynch experiment didn't work. The Brock Never Osweiler even really experiment didn't work. The Trevor Simeon experiment kind of worked, but I was right. He's not a real starting quarterback. You need a real one. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Rosen was the true number one on their board. However, they're making it public that, hey, we're really interested in this Josh Allen kit. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't we be su- really want to trade up to number two overall to take Josh Allen. I would not be surprised if on draft day— we see the Broncos jump up to two, jump up to three, depending on what the Giants end up taking to get a guy like Josh Rosen because John, El- John Elway would be the perfect guy for Rosen because he was also a guy that come, came out and said, yeah, I don't want to play for you. If you draft me, I'll go and play for the Yanks. Yeah. I'll go play baseball. So, I mean, Josh Rosen, also, uh, although he didn't say I don't want to play for the Browns, he kind of said I don't want to play for the Browns. So, yeah. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if he was high on their draft board. Let's jump ahead to another team that I, I'll i be completely honest. I originally had them going offensive tackle, but because of John Gruden, I don't know what they are going to do, and that's the Oakland Raiders. And just for everyone's knowledge, the reason the Raiders are at 9 and not at 10 is Mark did our toin, our toin costs, our Coin our, toss, our, our toss, our coin toss yesterday, Raiders won the coin toss. They're drafting at nine for this mock draft. The 49ers are at 10. Why? Well, go Take me through your mind why you have not go with Denzel Ward because I'm almost mm-hmm. on the fence of does an offensive coach like John Gruden go offensive line to protect his young quarterback or go defense? Yeah, I certainly can can see the offensive coach going offensive line. Um, and, and cornerback, I, I'll straight up admit, cornerback is not the top need for the Raiders. No. Not at all. There, there's different ways they, they could go. They just took one last year in the draft. Yeah, they, they could go a with a, a wide receiver, a tackle, mm-hmm. either, you know, whether defensive, offensive tackle. There's different ways they can go. But for me, there's such a... Um, every single spot, essentially, in this Oakland Raiders defense needs more. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing is I wouldn't say anything is terrible on the on the uh, the defensive side of the ball for the Raiders, but everything needs an upgrade or everything needs better. And sure, you could go with a linebacker. Sure, you could go for defensive tackle. Uh, but when I'm looking at, you know, when I'm looking at the board here, 
if you're not going to, and I know he's not a tackle, but if you're not going to get like a Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. to really make that impact, Deron Payne is probably the next best defensive lineman, and mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a reach for me. Uh, you could go with some offensive, uh, offensive line help, but my top tackle is off the board. My next one's going to be Connor Williams, and I know you're not a fan of Connor Williams. You you're know, scared of him. It's not that I'm not a fan because I believe – Compared to my 1.0, I believe he's going to be creeping up on mine a bit. Now nah, he's actually f- falling on mine. That's besides the point. But it's not anything to do with his injury anymore. The reason why um, I don't have a Connor Williams, because I'll be honest, the original offensive tackle I had here was mm-hmm. Orlando Brown. I know that this is going to sound like an overreaction, but since seeing him yeah. in that Rose Bowl game and seeing him and the rest of the season since our first mock draft, he is the offensive tackle that I would take first off the board. He's the guy that I would go with. Unless it's like a right tackle, I'd slot him more at left tackle, but he would be the tackle i go mm-hmm. with. So it was either for me, Rashawn Evans, because Navarro Bowman, we don't know what's going to happen right now. Contract is up. We don't know if he's going to come back to sure. Las Vegas or go with an offensive tackle, in my mind, would have been Orlando Brown. I just have this idea that, you know, the other ones are a bit of a reach. Mm-hmm. Denzel Ward, I really like Denzel Ward. I think this is a perfect spot to take him. You're not reaching. You're not necessarily getting a steal, I guess. You know, it's not like he fell all the way out of the top five or something like that. I think this is right where he belongs, mm-hmm. you know, right in that 10 type of area. The pick just makes sense for me. It is a need. It's not a huge pressing need, but it's there. So go for it. Go take it. And at the very least, you got somebody who can shut down part of the field, who can give you the ball back for your young quarterback. And I mean, I'm looking right now, apparently NFL.com disagrees with you. You say it's not a pressing need. They say right here in an article that, and I quote, the Raiders have to make cornerback their top priority. I'm surprised with top priority. That's what it says, top priority. I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, Unless there's something I'm just not thinking about Mm -hmm. that would make it top I would say it's probably, you know, I don't know, need number three. Yeah, I would go with, for me... No, I'll, move it. I'll bump it up to two, but the, uh, not top. The only reason why for the Raiders I would say mm. offensive tackle is the top need is because Gruden comes in. Gruden comes in, you gotta like, you gotta do something for Derek for Carr. Sure. And you gotta and gonna, protect him. You know they're gonna throw the ball a lot. Yeah, and that's the thing, where it's like, if they were, let's say, in the top five... Then I would be debating a Saquon Barkley here because, you know, Marshawn Lynch getting older. Marshawn Lynch wasn't even that's an that experiment that breakout this yeah. year. Like it was one of those where it's like, hey, he got the same numbers, similar numbers to the guy you let. Thank God, by the way, you let him go to Minnesota. Um, Latavius Murray. Um, but yeah, like where they were, it's either offensive tackle inside linebacker that I would go with. Before we move on to 11 and I think it's 11 to 21 is what we'll go to next. Mm -hmm. Any team in the top 10 that we didn't touch that you're like, we need to quickly touch before we move on. Only thing I want to say, Bradley Chubb to the Bears. Go Bears. (laughs) I don't know how that one worked out. I love it. I just, that I don't get because there's two things. Yeah. First, when you say the Colts pass on Bradley Chubb, yeah. I could be like, okay, Offensive I, tackle. I, I you get need it. it. I get it. You want to protect Andrew Luck. 
The other if one, If he ever though, comes back, who knows? The other one, yeah. though, and this is where I only uh, – this is my only disagreement with that. Mm-hmm. If Bradley Chubb is there for the Bucks, I don't see how they don't take him. I don't see how they – like, I get Minka Fitzpatrick is really when you, good. When you think about the strong point of the Bucks, mm-hmm. it's the defensive line. Yeah. You don't need more. You're good to go. I – I would take if I was if I was the Bucks team score points on the Bucks and I'm blaming the defensive backs. I would I'm not go blaming ahead. the defensive line. But like that front that front seven is good. Yeah, but they weren't getting enough pass rush this year. Yeah, you can also blame it on the whole quarterback coach connection that you mm-hmm. fired Lovey for that didn't work this year. But that's just a small disagreement. Plus, with all the free agents. That are in the Bears secondary this year. I know you might re-sign some of them. But there's also quite a few in the front seven for yeah. the Bears, too. I would also think that you'd be like, hey, you know, really as a Bear fan, you're probably like, you know what, I'd take either of them if they were there. Oh, 100%. But for me, neither of them are there, and that's why you go with Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. The only team that I really think that I would mention is just the 49ers. I mean, originally, when they were at nine, I had them go offensive guard. Or not offensive guard, offensive tackle with Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. But then after they lost our coin toss, it's like, what do you go, Quentin Nelson at OG? Or Why not? Do you go Denzel Ward? Just strengthen up that secondary. Do a John Lynch move. Strengthen up the secondary. You got a corner, or you got a defensive player last year. Get another one this year in Denzel Ward. So this is where if you're on YouTube, let us know what you guys think down below of our top 10. Who do you guys like? Who do you don't like? Who would you have the top 10 that we did not have in our top 10? Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, now we're moving on. We're going 11 through 21 for our next one. And this is the one thing I'm just going to say. it. I said it during the NBA one. There's only one thing I hate about the NFL mock draft. If we're in the NBA, you get three segments, 10, 10, 10. But for us, you got to do top 10. Then it's 11-11 because there's yeah. 32 teams, not we just 30. We could just do 10-10-10 and 2. 10-10-10, then a fourth segment <laughs> where it's just 2. The Super Bowl winners. That's what we yeah, talked about in the last one. However, we're doing 11 through 21. We'll start with you. Yep. Take us through your picks, starting with the Dolphins at number 11. So Dolphins, number 11. We're going to Raquan Smith, linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, for the Bengals, they're going to take Connor Williams. Offensive tackle out of Texas. Notice I'm starting to say positions and mm-hmm. and things because we're starting to get to a point where if you're not like an actual college football fan, you might not start or to know a who draft these people fanatic. Are. Yeah. Um, so number thirteen, Redskins, Josh Allen, quarterback out of Wyoming. Uh, Packers are going to go with Derwin James, safety, Florida State. Really like that guy. It really upsets me to have to give him to the Packers, especially with Haha Clinton Dix, another guy I really like. Being there, but whatever. Uh, 15, Cardinals not going to a quarterback. They're going to go with, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Martinez Rankin. Yep. Offensive tackle, Mississippi State. James Washington, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, is going to the Ravens at 16. 17, Chargers. Deron Payne, defensive tackle out of Alabama, one of my favorite names in the whole draft. Bringing the pain. The Seahawks at number 18 are going to go Arden Key, defensive end, LSU. Uh, then 19 Cowboys, Vita Valle, uh, defensive tackle, Washington, and number 20, rounding it all out, Dante Jackson, cornerback, LSU. You got one more. Isaiah Oliver, number 21 for the Bills, 
uh, cornerback out of Colorado, and you got to wait until the next Brown, uh, Bills pick and I'm for gonna, the next video. And I'm going to correct you on one name. Was it v- Vita, Vita, Vea. Vita Vea? Vita Vea. Well, as soon as I said it, I was like, I don't think that's That was our this. favorite name from the 1.0. I'm like, man, I got to correct Mark there. V- Vita Vea. Vita Vea. From Washington. But let's go into mine. Dolphins number 11 going Quinton Nelson, the offensive guard from the Golden Domers, Notre Dame. Then the Bengals at 12 going offensive tackle from Oklahoma, Orlando Brown. Redskins at 13 take the safety out of Florida State, Derwin James. Packers going wide receiver from SMU, Cortland Sutton. Number 15, the Cardinals taking a Cardinal in themselves, Lamar Jackson, the former Heisman winner quarterback from Louisville. Then we've got the Ravens at 16 going Mike McGlinchey. McGlinchey? From offensive tackle Notre Dame. Then at 17, the Chadges going with Harold Landry, the outside linebacker defensive end hybrid from Boston College. The Seahawks going Connor Williams, offensive tackle from Texas. Cowboys going with Vita Vea, defensive tackle from Washington. The Lions staying true from my 1.0 going Arden Key, defensive end LSU. And then the Bills rounding out this little 10 picks in the draft. With Roquan Smith, linebacker from Georgia. And I want to go a little bit out of order. I know the first one in our list down is the Redskins. I want to start with the Cardinals, though. And the reason why I want to start with the Cardinals is both you and I have different picks. I have quarterback, you have offensive tackle. Yeah. And quarterback is a big need for them. We did talk about, oh, could they trade up for a Baker Mayfield? The most important thing with this, though, and, I mean, kind of the Giants have this too, but they're in a position where they might have to take quarterback unless they trade out. The Cardinals are one of the only teams that haven't made the playoffs that haven't signed a head coach. Like, the Lions, it's pretty sure that Patricia's going to be their guy. The Giants are saying Pat Shermer, even though Shermer's like, you know what, I'm not talking about that. I've got other things to deal with right now. Bears have their guy. Our Raiders have their guy. Cardinals still don't have their guy. So with me, this is one where it's a tricky pick for me because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go quarterback because that's their biggest need to me. But based on what coach they bring in there, they could end up not going quarterback at 15th overall. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Cardinals won't go quarterback. Uh, I think when they get their their head coach, I think – Arizona is one of those prime destinations mm-hmm. for one of these free agent quarterbacks coming out. Uh, that's one of the spots I definitely expect to get get filled up. And part of it's because they're 15, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Broncos and the Jets, they have a good shot at a quarterback. The Redskins at 13 have a better chance of trading up. Not a great one, but still they'll be able to potentially, like I have them at Josh Allen, they'll potentially be able to get a guy. And mm-hmm. they still had the potential of re-signing Kirk Cousins or franchise tagging him still. Which we're going to get to them in a second. Um, so for me, I'm looking at the Cardinals and I'm like, I feel like they're just going to miss it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm sitting there 15 and Lamar Jackson is my option, I'm going, yeah, no, we're going to pass. Mm-hmm. We're going to go any direction else. Um and you got to go for the spot. If you're not going to get your quarterback, at least get something to support them. Offensive line is the best way to go with that. Originally, in my head, I thought how it was going to play out was that um, Coach Shermer was going to go to the Cardinals because I thought that was the best. And it had nothing to do with, like, oh, inklings here and there. It was just 
I heard the reports that, hey, there's a good chance that Case Keenum follows Coach Shermer to whatever job he goes to because with the Vikings, it's kind of assumed that if Teddy's good to go next year, he's got the starting job back sure. again. Like yeah. He's our guy. Case is just, even though he's doing a phenomenal job right now, he's just the placeholder. I was for sure that Shermer's going to be the guy. Keenum's going to follow him. Then you can either not draft quarterback and do that in the second round or later, or go with the quarterback in the first, someone like a Lamar Jackson that you can have develop behind a Case Keenum and be that second quarterback. The thing, the only reason why I have them going Lamar Jackson and not, I almost had him going Mason Rudolph, who's the next quarterback on my list. Although right now I just, I have Lamar Jackson just higher than Mason Rudolph because I, and I said this on the primetime podcast, I absolutely hate the people right now that are like, yeah, he's a wide receiver. That's a slap. And I said it then, it's a slap in the face to Lamar Jackson. Like, he is a quarterback. Now, do I think he's going to be a starting quarterback year one? No. I could see him doing the Tyrod Taylor route of, I'm with a team for four years. That next team I signed that contract with is who I get my big shot with, and that's where I get my starting job. However, the Cardinals, just one of those picks where I put him at quarterback right now, but I'm not quite sure if that's going to be the pick for 3.0 and beyond. You mentioned the Redskins. First off, before we even mention anything about a pick, what's your gut feeling? What do they do with Kirk Cousins? Like, Because that's, yeah. that's playing into what they do at 13 or if they trade mm-hmm. up. I, I think Cousins is done. In Washington, I mean, you don't think he gets franchise tag? It's or a really tag expensive tag. It's a really expensive tag, and I don't, I don't think they'll try. It's like thirty four, thirty five mil. I, think. I don't think they'll do a tag and trade because what other team is going to say? Yeah, sure, thirty four, thirty five million. I'll take that. Um, whatever the number might no. be. Uh, I, I think he wants to get on the open market, and I think he will become probably the highest paid quarterback when he does so. Um, you know, if I guess. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't become the highest paid quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen there? True. Um, but I, I certainly think that his time in Washington is done. If they wanted something to happen, I think they would have made this deal happen already. I'm looking right now to see if I can find the exact number. Yeah, so it would be if they tagged him for a third year this upcoming year, that tag would be $34 million. Because um, what it says here on 247 Sports is it's inconceivable that the Redskins front office would guarantee Cousins $34 million instead of using the transitional tag. But then again, this Bruce Al- this is Bruce Allen we're talking about. So they can use the traditional tag, hit him with $34 mil, that's what he's getting. Or they can hit him with a transitional tag, which would sure. help in trading him. Which Kirk Cousins, too, that plays off of something that we talked about in the first segment. Let's say he goes free agency, he goes to a Broncos, then they're not drafting quarterback, I believe, in the top five. So that's the thing. Like, that's the only thing I hate the first mock. Like, I love the first mock draft because you just love putting pen to paper. Yeah, sure. You love putting pen to paper. The second mock draft, I hate. The only reason why I hate is where we are in the year. We're at the end of the year. We're getting ready for the senior bowl. And it's kind of like we're in that season where it's like, 
I wish most coaches would be finalized by now, that most jobs would be finalized. Last year, I think most jobs were finalized sooner rather than later. I think that most of the jobs are just waiting for the coaches that they want. Last year was boom, 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 what we're going to do to get our guy. But that's the only thing because there's so many things that are going to play into. I don't think the Redskins trade up, but I don't think like where I am right now, if six quarterbacks, four quarterbacks, pardon me, go in the top six, I don't think the Redskins are going to go quarterback at all. No, even if they, they have, how Kirk, would they do it? If they have Kirk Cousins or not, I don't think they'd take a Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson at thirteen. No, that'd be a joke. Um, I I think Josh Allen's a good fit there. Is he going to be a you know day one starter? He might have to if in Kirk Washington. Cousins is gone. Um, and that would be an interesting one for sure because that's going to be a dangerous situation for him mm-hmm. to be a day one starter. Um, but yeah, I, I to me he's fourth best quarterback, and there it is. It's quarterback. They need quarterback. There you go. I could see if he doesn't go to the Redskins, I could see him going to the Cardinals if the Cardinals don't get uh, their free agent quarterback, but I think they're a more safe bet to get it. Let me hit you with the other team that we we're going to talk about. The last, but I'm going to throw a fourth one, surprise one in here at the end of this segment, the Seahawks. I had them go offensive tack. I'm staying pat. I think offensive tackle is still the main position that they go for. This time you had them going with Arden Key, going with the pass rusher. What was going through your mind for the Seahawks? Because the interesting thing about the Seahawks that changed since our first mock draft, everyone except for basically Pete Carroll just clean house. Daryl Bevels ain't there anymore. Everyone seemed to be, there's the door. To me, it it came down to a couple things. One, Arden Key... Uh, and for, in my eyes, mm-hmm. you know, this was a fall. He fell quite a bit from, from where I think he could have gone and Seahawks being a great defensive minded team. This is a team who I think whoever they're coming in now to get as a defensive coordinator, that's going to be someone whose job essentially is bringing back the Legion of boom, you know, bringing back that aggressive swagger type of, uh, defense that you're going to see out there. And I think Arden key is a great player to do that uh you know they could go with the offensive line help because we all know they need help desperately Mm -hmm. at offensive line but to me where i'm at you know most of the best offensive linemen are off the board at this point and you have a great solid defensive end who is sitting there still there Go grab them and, and make it happen. And Bring you, it back. And you do have, personally on yours, you do have a ton of, like, Rankin is off the board. He's still on the board in mine. Williams is off the board on yours. He's still on the board on mine. And then I believe, is Orlando Brown still on the board with yours? He's yeah. still on the board. Orlando Brown. So Orlando Brown is still there. However, still going with Arden Key. I just think that, like, Connor Williams, this is the spot for him. Fits into that um, tackle spot that they need. However, the thing that could be interesting, I think, with the Seahawks is if they have a philosophy shift because of these coaches kind of getting the getting the door for their system. Because arguably, and this is going off NFL.com, their top three needs that they list, offensive tackle number one, cornerback number two, and then offensive guard Number three, and the reason why they list cornerback, which I find interesting, is the fact that Richard Sherman 
Richard Sherman injured this year. I think it was a torn Achilles, which kept him out um, most of the season, like half the season. Could they even go? Something that neither you nor I went with. Could you see the Seahawks going with a cornerback at 18? I could, and I, I had them do it in the, the first mock draft that we did. Um, you know, I, I definitely think it's an option. I think, honestly— You had them go with Josh Jackson out of Iowa. I think that pretty much anything is an option defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball for the Seahawks. A lot of people are going to assume they won't do it. A lot of people are going to assume that it is offensive tackle, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good te- it's a team that could very well surprise you. They're going to think, "Hey, Russell Wilson, he gets it done on his own. He doesn't need an offensive line. He's doing okay. We were best when we had a great defense. Let's go and get that again." One team I'm going to throw out there as a surprise before I give the any team you think we should hit that we haven't, it's the Packers. And the reason why it's the Packers is because of they're another team that usually it's you think the Packers are going to go one way and then they juke and go another way, where you you hit it right on the head. The position that you have them going with is could be a big need for them. Cornerback is really the need, but really any sec, any secondary help would be good for this team. However, I'm going on the opposite side. I'm playing a little, I'm being more, not reactive, but a little proactive here to where, you know, they have a contract situation coming up with um, Randall Cobb. He could be a cap casualty. So I'm going more towards on the get that cap yeah, casualty Which I think is totally possible. And get a new wide receiver in here because Aaron Rodgers doesn't care who he's throwing to. What went into your mind to well, give him Derwin James? I agree with you that, you know, wide receiver makes sense. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers will make anybody a star. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem. I'm not concerned about that. For me, it's kind of, you know, you just got rid of Dom Capers. You admitted defense is bad. Mm-hmm. We need to fix this. This team will not be able to get back to a Super Bowl until we give Aaron Rodgers a good defense that can give him the ball back. Uh, and to me, that's the answer right there. Derwin James to be that safety, to really lock it down and pair him up with Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I think that's a great combination. Um, what was that, two years ago, I think, with Ha Ha Clinton Dix um, when he got drafted? Could have even been three at this point. Um, but that's just such a great way to lock down the defensive backs and stop opposing quarterbacks. You got Matthew Stafford. Uh, you're assuming that Mitch Trubisky is going to turn into something good. Teddy Bridgewater gets back. That'll was, be good. It was three years ago at HaHa. It's been a while, man. It's been it a has. while. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're going to go against good quarterbacks, of course. You want to get the ball back into your great quarterback's hands. Mm-hmm. The way you do that is you, you know, stop teams from throwing the ball. Yeah, and, I mean, the only other thing is here's a little bit difference between yours and I's. Um Another is, for me, Derwin James went off the board right above them with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, if they were going to go secondary help, the next cornerback that I have on the board is outside of this range. And I'll just give you a hint of who it is. It's Isaiah Oliver. Not telling you where he is. However, that's the first corner that I have. I just Part of me was like, if they're going to go pure cornerback, it might be a little bit of a reach at this point at 14. Derwin James would be a great fall for them because oh, sure. there are some like originally I had Derwin James right there to the Niners at 10. 
I had him as a top 10 pick yet again, kind of like how I had in the first mock draft where I believe the Redskins were there. But another thing with the Packers when it comes to wide receiver, and this doesn't nail my point anymore because, like you said, they could go either way. And I'll ask you this. Does the health of Jordy Nelson play into a factor, too? Where it's like, I know this wasn't the year that he was coming back, but you might look at it and go, you know, maybe by drafting a wide receiver and why I picked Court and Lynn Sutton is he could be a deep ball threat for Rodgers. Take a little pressure off of Jordy Nelson, who has been banged up with season-ending injuries, to where he doesn't need to break his back to bring us places and be the number one target. I mean, I think it's possible for sure. But to me, I'm not really that concerned about Jordy Nelson's health, and I'm really not concerned about Aaron Rodgers turning wide receivers who are just okay into really good, really talented wide receivers. We see him do it every year. This year, of course, he was hurt, so that doesn't help. Um, But I'm not too concerned about that. I don't feel like it's the biggest need. Any team you think that we didn't talk about in this range that you want to mention a little snippet about? Uh, Honestly, no. I'm pretty happy with with most of what we did. For me, this is uh, a lot of defense. Well, a lot of line in general. A lot of Mm -hmm. defensive line for sure came off the board in this middle section. Uh, There's a lot of teams looking for pass rush and looking for interior um, to, you know, Push some, push some other big guys around. You got to get a big guy to push the other big guys around. The only thing I want to say is I want to apologize to Raven fans for the pick I had you guys going with. You might not be excited about getting an offensive tackle like Mike McGlinchey. However, the only reason he fell to you is because the shakeup I had at nine ten. Then with the Packers, I was like, they can go offensive line or wide receiver. They took Cortland Sutton, who originally in my first draft had gone to you guys at 16. So I want to apologize that you're not getting your wide receiver. That you I got might you have won. Don't worry about it. You got, yeah, you had him with James Washington. I did not. I had Cortland Sutton going to the Packers. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know. What do you guys think down below of our picks 11 through 21, and who would you guys have, and who are you excited for within this range of our mock draft? Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But, Mark, let's close out the mock draft part of our podcast before we get into the arguably the most. Like, we've got a jam-packed show. I mean, we're talking AFC, AFC, NFC championship games right after our mock Nobody draft. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> no one cares. It's all about the mock draft. Going through now 22 through 32, rounding yeah. this whole shindig up. We'll start with you. Take us through your picks, starting with the Bills via the Chiefs at 22. Yep, uh, nice cliffhanger for for Bills fans out there. They were forced to watch two videos. Uh, But Rashawn Evans, linebacker out of Alabama. Uh, For the Rams, I'm going to give you your cornerback, Carlton Davis out of Auburn. Uh, Now 24, Panthers, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, SMU. Uh, 25, Clellan Farrell, defensive end. Farrell. Farrell. Uh, it's just too much, too much <laughs> name going on here. At least we got the first name right this time. That's true. Uh, then, of course, another one from Clemson, twenty-six. Christian Wilkins, defensive line. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, the safety out of Alabama, going for the Saints. Now here I got the successor uh, to Big Ben, the Steelers drafting Lamar Jackson, the quarterback out of Louisville. For the Jaguars, I'm giving you Orlando Brown, offensive tackle, Oklahoma. Uh, Eagles, Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, Virginia Tech. 
and 31, friend of the podcast, Mo Hurst, going to the New England Patriots, defensive lineman out of Michigan. And this one, I'm not sure if you'll be that happy about this one, but I think it's a good pick. Vikings, uh, Billy Price. It's a very good pick. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for that. Like, I saw that one. I saw Billy Price, and I was like, I can dig it. Like, I, like I can, I can I dig that. a guard center because that's arguably two two positions that we could need um, going into next year. What was it? Um, I think our line has been – was it our line this year that was so banged up? I think our line has been banged up this year. It but has I been know, banged up, but not as bad as it's been in the past. I know that center is one of the positions that uh, people have thought about. And at 32, if the Vikings are so gracious to be there by winning the Super Bowl, then – that's hey, a position that we could go. You can lose the Super Bowl and trade back to 30-32. Yeah, I, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> However, we'll go through mine starting at 22 with the Bills going with Deron bringing the pain defensive tackle from Alabama. Then Christian Wilkins, defensive lineman from Clemson, going to the L.A. Rams. Carolina Panthers going with the wide receiver from OK State James Washington. Then at number 25, the Titans going with Cleveland Farrell, the defensive end from Clemson. Number 26, the Atlanta Falcons going with friend of the show, Mo Hurst, defensive line from Michigan. Then the New Orleans Saints going with the quarterback now from OK State, Mason Rudolph. Then the Steelers going Tremaine Edmonds, inside linebacker, Virginia Tech. Jaguars go wide receiver from Texas A&M, Christian Kirk. The Eagles go with Matinus Rankin. Offensive tackle from Mississippi State. The Patriots at 31 go Isaiah Oliver, cornerback from Colorado. And my Minnesota Vikings, hopefully they're picking at 32 because they won the Super Bowl in their home stadium, go with Chukwumba Okafor. That was one where I'm like, like, crap, we didn't prep that one. Chukwumba Okafor, offensive tackle, Western Michigan University. So first team I want to mention. Cool. Carolina Panthers. Claw. Claw. We both have them going wide receiver. This yeah. is the interesting part. I have my number one wide receiver off the board is Sutton. Yours was Washington. Our second wide receiver, both going to the Panthers. I'm Washington. You're Sutton. Yeah. Well, uh, Calvin Ridley already happened. That, well, I'm saying besides those. Like yeah. Calvin Ridley is arguably the he's not arguably. He's consensus number one. I'm talking yeah. about after Calvin Ridley. What was going through your mind, wide receiver for the Panthers? We were probably thinking the same thing. Yeah, I mean, deep threat is really what you, you're going to get out of either one of these guys. Um, Cam Newton really needs someone he can throw the ball to. He needs he needs someone more than Devin Funches. Yeah. Uh, he desperately needs something to help him out here. Because um, I'm sorry, Clay blew them, the, like, blew them the playoffs. He dropped that pass in the end zone in the first quarter, lost him the game right there. For sure, for they're, sure. They're, they're done. They're done. You know, I, I like both these guys. I mean, uh, Sutton's going to be a little bigger, mm-hmm. a little taller. Um, honestly, they're probably going to be about the same speed. Uh, Washington might be a little bit faster. Um, the the thing that scares me with James Washington a little bit is the question of, um, you know, he played in a spread. And did he get to take advantage of weaker defenses? Um, I mean, the Big 12, they don't play defense. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what the thing always is for me. But I like both these guys. The thing I like a lot about about James Washington is I – and I hate to say it as a Chicago Bears fan, but I love you know a guy like uh, Randall Cobb who can 
be a little tricky and can play a little bit more running back. And I think you get a little bit out of that out of James Washington because mm-hmm. he is a little bit smaller. He is a little skinnier, um, but still a, a fast type of guy. And I, I think that's going to be something that's going to help him out. That's kind of what pushed him a little bit higher for me. I mean, his stats are fantastic. You're thrilled with that. Got great hands. Uh, neither one of these guys are anyone you're going to be upset about. So if, if you're sitting there as a uh, a Panthers fan and you're saying, well, you're talking all this good stuff about James Washington, but you gave us Cortland Sutton. Uh, no, that's a really good deep threat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a guy who totally deserved to come out even early because uh, I think he's got one more year left of eligibility mm-hmm. technically, uh, but for sure decided, no, screw it. I'm coming out now because I'm ready to go. Well, the thing that, the thing that I don't like about most of the wide receivers right now in the first round is Calvin Ridley. I got to find his exact height, but Cortland Sutton is a guy where he's about 6'4, 6'5, where it's like, give me that kind of a wide receiver. Give me a taller guy that I can go out there, throw the ball to. Like Calvin Ridley just wanted to get, yeah, 6'1. So give me a guy over six foot and I can work with that. 6'4 is perfect because throw the ball mm-hmm. up. He could even go and so get what it. They were supposed to have Kelvin Benjamin. The only thing, yeah, and they traded him. The only thing I don't like about Washington, Christian Kirk falls into this, and oh, I think it's Anthony, Anthony, the wide receiver from Memphis. I'm blanking on his name off the top of my head. They're all five eleven, five ten, and it's like, ugh. like I was talking to Brandon on Monday, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and I was like. You know, I get that, like, Wes Welker made, like, made a living, but if you're going to be one of my top two wide receivers on the outside, I don't want you being 5'11". I don't want you being sub-six foot because I want you to be taller so that you can go up and grab the ball. Sure. Unless you have, like, an insane vertical. Well, James Washington is 6'1". Is he? Yeah. Because right now I'm looking at... That's what I got for him. I am looking at the... And this is a discrepancy, and I know people are going to get mad at us for this. I'm looking at ESPN's yeah. Insider, where they have the height. They have him at 5'10 and 7'8". So almost 5'11 is what they have James Washington. They could know. be wrong. They I, could be wrong, and he could be six foot. Well, let's go to the ultimate source. NFL.com? Sure. Okay. I, I didn't know which one you were pulling up. I was going to honestly just pull up whoever came up first okay. in my Google search. And, and uh, While Mark does that, and the, let thing, them be it. the thing with the Panthers, why I had them going James Washington, was the same thing. You need someone besides Devin Funches to catch the ball. Like, you you went ahead and Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn Jr., you let him walk. The, like, he didn't want – like, that's the thing. Ted Ginn didn't want to leave Carolina. You just – didn't offer him a contract, so he had to leave. That's why he was in New Orleans and caught that 80-yard pass against you. Then you go ahead and trade Calvin Benjamin. It's like, what do you want Cam Newton to do? Run the ball every time and get his head clocked off every time? He probably won't because he's a big-bodied guy and he'd inflict just as much pain as anyone trying to inflict him would do. But you need a quality number two. That's why I go with James Washington. What did your research tell you? Uh, from three different sites, which are just besides ESPN, the mm-hmm. next three that came up, uh, six feet, 
six, six feet. foot. So that's what ESPN's they got for wrong. all three. Okay. I mean, not by much. I think it was what they say five, five eleven, they said and three. Five ten and seven eighths. Okay, so a little so bit. So basically off. five eleven is they were what an inch off. So I mean the big thing then is I'll get into this rant now. It's Christian Kirk and the wide receiver from Memphis, where those guys are sub six foot. And that's the main reason why I have Washington ahead of them and why I have the Panthers going with Washington. Let's go to your hot pick. We're gonna go sure. with the, we're gonna go with the Steelers. We'll go with your hot pick, then we'll go with my hot pick. All right. We'll go with yours, the Steelers. I love this pick from you, although I couldn't do it myself because all five will all six quarterbacks that I could see in the first round were gone at this point. Crazy. Six quarterbacks. Uh you know, not that I'm that far away from it. But uh Lamar Jackson, you know, it's I like him. He's good. He's talented. He's got a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. He can be good in the NFL. You were talking about it of, you know, how he just needs a little time. And yep. that's exactly the what Ty you would Rod get. The Tyrod Taylor treatment. I mean, Tyrod four years in Baltimore, mm-hmm. then signed that contract in Buffalo. And really, it's the Tyrod Taylor. You're either for him or against him. There's yeah. no one in between on Tyrod. And I think this this would be a good one because Big Ben's probably got one more year. Maybe two. Maybe two. In uh, Lamar Jackson, there's zero hurry to get him out there and mm-hmm. force him to play. So I think it's a great fit. I think it'll it'll work very well for the Steelers. Uh, they have to start thinking about the, the future because, once again, not making it to the Super Bowl. Um, you, you know, did not have a strong showing. You, you mm-hmm. thought you'd just be able to ignore the Jaguars and go to Foxborough. It didn't happen. Yeah, Le'Veon. Um, and, you it's know. It's going to be great having two rematches, right, <laughs> with uh, – the Jaguars on the couch. Exactly. It's it's time to think about the future. Mm-hmm. Even though Big Ben will be back next year, it's time to think about what it's going to be like without him. Well, and that's like with me with the Steelers. Like Part of me was like if Lamar Jackson was there, I think in my first mock I did have them go with Lamar Jackson just like yourself. Yeah, I had them the very last pick of our first mock draft go with Lamar Jackson. So I saw you make that pick, and I was like, I'm right for you. It's funny, though, that you and I flipped from the first mock draft because in number one, I had Lamar Jackson to the Steelers. You had Roquan Smith to the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Now we flipped. You've gone quarterback. I've gone Tremaine Edmonds. And the reason why I'm going with Edmonds to the Steelers is because one of the biggest losses that your team had this season was Ryan Shazier. And prayers to Ryan Shazier. Hope he makes a full recovery. The signs are good right now. I believe he was at the Jacksonville game cheering on the Steelers from the press box. But you, the thing is, when you lost Ryan Shazier, your defense took a huge step back. You were missing something. You were missing a presence on the inside of that linebacking core. Definitely, yeah. You got to fill that. Like mm-hmm. this team is you've got the weapons on what you proved to me in that game against Jacksonville besides being poorly coached because I'm just saying it here, a guy like Bill Belichick doesn't let his team look past an opponent for that next one or doesn't make it public. Sure. Like if you're looking past a team, don't give them bulletin board. We say it all the time. Don't give them bulletin board material. And that's exactly what they let the Jaguars have mm-hmm. is bulletin board material. Like I was driving to the podcast tonight and on ESPN radio here in Chicago, they mentioned that Calais Campbell was like, I don't care if it's two to nothing or 45 to 42. 
And that's what the score ended up being was 45 to 42. My point is, besides being poorly coached, because I think Tom uh, Mike Tomlin should be gone, you need an inside presence. You need to help that defense out because the offense in that game proved to me that you can put up 42 points against the Jacksonville team. You have no problem scoring with the killer bees. You need to shore up that defense and and fix a hole that you had lost due to an injury to Ryan Chazier. So that's why I go with Edmonds over a quarterback besides all the quarterbacks being off. Now let's go to the fl- the flip side, the team right above them in the Saints. Mm-hmm. I'm right alongside with you. You know how you had Lamar Jackson going to the Steelers because of the whole yeah. successor thing? I think that the Saints could go Mason Rudolph at 27 to basically say we are drafting Drew Brees' successor right here in the first round. You know, the, the Saints were incredibly close to, to playing this week. They should have. For like, a conference let's game. be honest. They probably should have been playing. The game should have been theirs, and it didn't work out. Um, it's fate. I just want to say, though, mm-hmm. I was what, – what did I say? I knew you were going to do I it. I was right. You were going to do it. It was in, a dumb in, defensive mistake. And an inexperienced defense was going to mess up in the playoffs. And it was bad. <laughs> and now they just – you know, rope the contract for uh, for Case Keenum. Yep, for his next team. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be really. I'm really excited to see how Minnesota handles the quarterback situation in the off season. That's going to be very exciting. Especially they, if they Case Keenum wins us a Super Bowl. They have zero interest in paying that man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be exciting to see. You know, for for me, it kind of just goes to one thing. Uh, the offense is doing great. The defense is a strength as well. Uh, one year older is going to be nice for him, but the other side is just continue to improve. And Ronnie, you're talking about the Saints now for the Saints. Okay. Yeah, Ronnie I was Harrison, like, we're not still talking about the Vikings now. No, Vikings defense sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ronnie Harrison, I think is it's definitely a great pick. I mean, mm-hmm. Alabama secondary, any Alabama defense, anything you're going to be thrilled with. But Alabama there, secondary, people were saying like early in the year we were saying, ah, oh, the defense ain't the same. Then in the playoff, they showed us that Alabama's defense is just fine. Alabama's defense is never going anywhere. <laughs> um, it is here for to to stay for as long mm-hmm. as Nick Saban is here to stay. But yeah, I mean. You know, this might be a little bit of a reactionary or something like that, where I, where you see that play and uh, hmm, Marcus Williams made a mistake. Okay, Harrison, it's your job now. <laughs> Have fun, buddy. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I definitely think that there's a lot of good things going on with the Saints. You could totally try and and get the successor. I don't blame you for mm-hmm. that. But uh, just making that defense a tad bit tighter. Is pretty pretty good. Pretty happy with that. The one thing with the Saints that I'm surprised with your pick, and maybe it's because of the talent here with the cornerbacks. I'm surprised that you had them go with a safety because they have Von Bell, they have Marcus Williams, who besides that one play is not a bad player. He just made one stupid. Well, he's dead to me now. (laughs) He's dead to you now. (laughs) Arguably, the guy I would look to replace is Ken Crawley. Maybe Saints fans disagree with me, but yeah, some of those penalties, like in both games, Panthers and Vikings, he was a guy that loved to be in the middle of pass interference calls. I'm sure he didn't love it, but he was in the middle of a ton of pass interference calls. Um, so to me, that's the only surprise that I had. On my side, like I said, like is this the year that the Saints go, we are going to draft Drew Brees' successor? Because Drew Brees showed us something in the playoffs. I'm not done. 
I am not done. I can play just as long for as sure. Tom Brady. And if it wasn't for my young rookie defense, I would have been going to another NFC Championship game. And let's be honest, a Super Bowl. Yeah, a Super Bowl because Philly's not going to win. However, like you give them the wide receivers. Michael Thomas is the number one. Ted Ginn was a great addition. Yeah. Willie Sneed, great at number three. The running backs, this team's going to be great offensively. Both Kamara and Ingram as a one-two punch. It's either to me defense or drafting the successor for Drew Brees. I almost said Mark Ingram for Drew Brees with the Saints. Any team in this last 22 through 32 that you think we didn't hit that you think we should hit? Um, I think potentially the Jaguars were sitting there hoping uh, that Lamar Jackson fell just one more. Really? Um, so they could. I j- the Jaguars don't want anything to do with Blake Bortles. Really? Um, I know everyone is sitting there watching him against the uh, the uh, Steelers, and they're like, "Oh, Blake Bortles, nice." No, fuck Blake Bortles. Have you? Did you watch his season? He was fucking terrible this season. He was bad, Ricky. Don't really about Blake Bortles. <laughs> I won't. He was bad. I'm only asking because I'm actually going to try to find it uh-huh. because today it was – I was on my Twitter just kind of perusing through and it was – I got to look up the exact site. It was the fan-sided site for their Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure. And they had an interesting tweet, black and teal. Um, black and I'm gonna look it up right now. And it Chill. was probably Blake Twitter. Bortles, real good. It just wait, yeah, just wait. Um, crap, can I not find it? I should have had this pulled up probably before. You didn't know I was gonna I, bring up. Blake I Bortles? did not know you were gonna bring it up, but basically what it was, it was a picture, mm-hmm. and it just said it. It basically had like Blake Bortles won't win the starter job. Okay, he won't lead him to the playoffs. Okay. He won't do this. He won't do that. And like it's but like right be, here. Let's be here, honest. Here's what it is. So here's what it's got. Here's what it reads. It's a picture that says Blake Bo- Bortles won't win the starting QB job. Bortles won't make it through the entire season as a starting QB. Bortles won't make the Jags competitive this year. Bortles won't take the Jags to a winning record. Bortles won't take the Jags to the playoffs. Bortles won't lead the Jags mm-hmm. to an AFC South title. People are giving Bortles a lot of credit for things that his team did good, and dragged good, good, him to. Good defense as well. Yeah. Um, Bortles won't win a playoff and game. And also Bortles, wait, Leonard Fournette. Wait. Bortles won't won't beat Big Ben in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Then it says you are here. Mm-hmm. And the last three are Bortles won't beat Brady and Foxborough. Which I would love to see happen. Bortles won't win the Super Bowl. And Bortles won't win the Super Bowl MVP. I almost mm-hmm. quoted that tweet and said, well, yeah, he's not going to win the Super Bowl MVP. Case Keenum's already Got locked his name in. on that. I, I just think that, I mean, just literally a week ago, the mm-hmm. world is saying bench his ass yep. and fire him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden they have a good game. Oh, hey, Blake Bortles. I knew he was the best quarterback from day one. I will say this. Against, Giving, the, against mm-hmm. the Steelers, he looked a lot better than he did against the Bills. Oh, 100%. Uh, but the Bills defense, I would say, is better than the Steelers defense at this point in the year. Yeah, and the Steelers defense who were sleeping on mm-hmm. this team. They were not ready to play football they were uh, looking, that day. They were looking forward to the Patriots. They, yeah, I mean— 
people want to give a lot of credit to Blake Bortles all of a sudden when he didn't do shit. Is it is this where we play the cr- clip of the uh, the late Dennis Green where it's you are crown the Rangers, crown the Rangers. Yeah, we should, <laughs> we should. Yeah, Blake Bortles, no, but you know, I I didn't give that to them because there's nothing there. They get an offensive tackle, but you know, Orlando Brown who fell quite a bit for me for uh, for my draft. One team I do want to mention is the Falcons because there were a few mock drafts I was looking at that had them go wide receiver but both you and I sticking clean with not just a defensive tackle or defensive end we both went with guys who could play either for them an inside or an outside presence yeah and I had friend of the show Mo Hurst you were going with Wilkins from Clemson and I I think that's important I think the versatility is really great for for the Falcons and you know that defense is better than people kind of thought this year Mm -hmm. um that team should hopefully get back to being better than people saw for a lot of the year. But yeah, versatility there is going to be huge. What's funny also for the Falcons is same thing like with Blake Bortles the week before. I have never seen so many tweets about getting rid of Matt Ryan. Which I, I just silly. don't think like why would you get rid of Matt Ryan? You've got a starting quarterback. It's just that same- I'll give you case like I'll give you mm-hmm. I'll give you Sam Bradford for sure for Matt Ryan. It's one of those times where you sit there and if you're a team, if you're a fan of Cleveland or if you're a fan of the Jets, you're sitting there the going, Broncos. "Hey, shut up! I'd I would take him. Maybe even the Giants. He's better than what we got right now. I'd take him. Mm-hmm. There, maybe the Redskins. They would also be like, "Hey, I'd take uh, Matt Ryan. At least Matt I'd Ryan's s- under contract. I'd say there's at <laughs> least twenty teams out there mm-hmm. that are saying Matt Ryan. Yeah, we'll take him." Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below about our picks from 22 to 32. And if your favorite team falls in here, who would you be taking for your favorite team in the NFL draft? But, Mark, let's move on into our last topic and what we are doing. We do it every week. However, we only have two more. This is this is the last week before the Super Bowl pick, the week of the Super Bowl. We've got the AFC Championship game, 205 Central kick. We've got the NFC Championship game, 540 Central kick. We'll start with the AFC, the Jaguars, the Patriots. Winner goes to the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. New England, a 7.5-point favorite. What are you thinking for this game, and who you got? Here's what I'm thinking for this game. You know, uh, we just were talking about Blake Bortles. Uh, we're talking about that defense. We're talking about Leonard Teenage Fournette. Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles. That's what I've heard. Uh, you know, I've been wrong on a lot of things this year, and one of them, I think, uh, apparently is Jacksonville and, and Blake Bortles. Um, so I'm buying it, man. Okay. I'm all in at this point. I say, you know what? I didn't expect you to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought, no way. It's not going to happen. I did expect that you'd beat Buffalo, but it was Buffalo. Um <laughs> You know, I, let's be completely honest. Tyrod Taylor did get injured. He would have a better shot of winning that game late than Nate sure. Peterman. Uh, and I, I didn't even expect the Jacksonville Jaguars to be here. But this is a great defense. This is an amazing run game. If Blake Bortles can be Blake Bortles against the Steelers, which I think he can, because the Patriots' defense is not amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, they can tur- get turnovers. They will take the ball away. Well, that's the thing. The two things that this game comes down to in my eyes is, number one, how often can that Jags defense get to Tom Brady? And number mm-hmm. two, can Jacksonville play a completely pl- clean game and not turn over yeah. the ball once? They need to kind of go back a couple years, watch that, 
you know, Peyton Manning's Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Watch the year they won the Super Bowl when that defense beat up on Tom Brady all game long. Just hit him in the every time he dropped back, it was hit him in the backfield. That's what it's going to take. Clocked him. They have to constantly be getting on him, and that's the flip side for. For the Patriots, they need to keep Tom Brady clean. They need mm-hmm. to keep him healthy. You know, right now, apparently his hand's a little banged oh, up. I, the, be- the best tweet I saw about uh-huh. that is, so Adam Schefter reports that the first tweet is a gift from the office where it's like, everyone stay calm, everyone stay calm. Right. He is I, okay. <laughs> I, I was listening to the radio this morning, not sports radio, just mm-hmm. normal radio, FM. Uh, not that sports can't be on FM, but... Um, and the the guy who's doing just the news update is mm-hmm. like, and this would change a lot of things. Apparently, Tom Brady's hand hurts right now, and it's like that would change a lot of things. Good point. Uh, but no, Tom Brady's going to be out there for sure. Tom Brady can pick apart most defenses, but I think he will have some trouble with the Jacksonville's defense. Um, I expect a low scoring game. But going to give me a score? Um, I'll give you a score. Sure, I'm going to go with uh, like a seventeen. 17-16. I expect a lot of field one goals. One-point game. A lot of field goals. A one-point game. That would be an exciting one. I am on the and fence. And Jacksonville, so, by the way. I'm on the fence on this one. When I watch this game, I'm going to be rooting for Jacksonville. Of course. But Underdog. when I'm picking this game, I got to go, like, I got to be right. I got to pick the Patriots. I said the Patriots are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Nothing's gonna change that. I did too, but I've I've said fuck yeah, it. But Jacksonville is here. I'm going be, with to them. be honest, you picked this game. Mm-hmm. You had this game when we did our Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. You said Steelers, Jaguars, fuck it, Jaguars are gonna win. I don't know if you believed yourself when you said that, but you did pick Jaguars and Patriots in this We're game. Here, so you man. gotta give us gotta give you credit for that, but I'm gonna go with the Patriots twenty four to twenty. However, I'm going to be rooting my ass off for the Jaguars. I would love to see the Jaguars in their first year with Tom Coughlin at the head of this thing go to the Super Bowl. And then beat Minnesota. Yeah, we're not going to tell. That's not going to happen. How cool would it be, though? I mean, I've I've made my jokes about how this is a terribly boring AFC Championship, NFC Championship. If the Super Bowl is like Jacksonville. This is boring as hell because, I mean, you got Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, and you've got, uh, what's his name, Nick Foles. Yep. And then there's a guy called Tom Brady. Peyton Manning, Nick Foles. Peyton Manning. Then you have this guy called Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, if you get a Case Keenum, Blake Bortles Super Bowl. I'd be more – so – Here's what I'm going to reference. It would just Sean, be defense. There'd be three points scored that whole game. Sean, after the last games, tweeted out a poll on uh, MVP uh, Most Valuable Pot. And it said, after next Sunday, what Super Bowl matchup will we see? 48%, you can still vote on this at Most Valuable Pot on Twitter. It's got one day left. 48% Patriots Vikings, 36% Jaguars Vikings. <sighs> 12% Jaguars-Eagles, 4% Patriots-Eagles. Nobody wants to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Like, no. that's what I am con- – like, that is what I'm going at from Although this. Although, I will say, I would love if Nick Foles' career, which was total mediocrity, mm-hmm. consisted of beating the NFL record or tying yeah, the Yeah, with NFL the seven record. touchdowns in a game. Um, 
and, and beating Tom Brady, beating Tom Super Brady for Super Bowl, probably Super Bowl MVP. Eli Manning's not the only one that can do it. Nick Foles is <laughs> he, the other one. He ties. Well, Payton. he is a Manning. Well, no, no, no. He ties Peyton with how many touchdowns in a game. And he beats Tom Brady only like Eli can. And then yeah. Archie Manning adopts him into the Manning family. That's how he and they earns say, his adoption into the Manning family. They'll say, Nick, you are now the third Manning. And they'll all— Sorry, sorry Peyton. Yeah. Or, or no, sorry, Cooper. Sorry, no, Cooper. exactly. They're going to look at Cooper and go, <laughs> Sorry, Coop. One of us has got to go. It's not me or Eli. <laughs> sorry, Coop. And just push Coop right off to the side. Second game, though, Vikings-Eagles— Vikings are a three-point favorite. I am more confident in this game, as I should be, in Vikings winning this game than I was last week. I did not want I did not want to lose that game, as you knew. I told you to yeah. blue in the face. Also, first time I've been able to talk about this, and the only one I've told this to is Patrick, because when Patrick called in for the primetime podcast on Monday, he asked me about it. Roller coaster of emotions, Mark. Yeah, this you were is, this is Well, no, no, no. This is what I was going through. First off, they blocked the punt. I'm low. Very low. Like, negative on a yeah. scale of 1 to 10. Then it's like, we drive down the field. We get the lead on a field goal. I'm confident. I'm like, okay, my defense just needs a 3 and out. We get them to fourth down. I'm sitting there clapping. I'm like, we can do this. We can do this. Of course. No. I'm like, of course it's Willie Sneed that catches it. Who else would catch it? Then mm. they kick it and they go up. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, it's over. Like, 24 seconds, I will it's say, over. though, I give you some credit. I did, I'm did. i sitting there with my wife and I said, I don't know. There's time on that clock. Something's going to go down. And I was going to get to that. I was down in the dumps. I was Cub fan at this point. Mm-hmm. It's over. Sky is falling. The worst has probably happened. Sean didn't help. Sean in our MVP text group was like, Vikings blew a 17 nothing lead, which I will go ahead and say it. Brandon said that's a shit move. You, you know Ricky's a huge Viking yeah. fan, but Sean— hey, I, I was I defending you. you. I said there I'm was time. To, I'm getting to that. I, I was I was going to say, I got your back. Sean, I get why you did it. Skull Vikings. <laughs> but then Mark texts, there's still 24 seconds left. And I will tell you this. When Stefan caught that ball, mm-hmm. hit the ground, and turned and was running down, as soon as he touched and was running, I did not see him go into the end zone because I was already halfway down my basement yelling and screaming that we had won. I was already excited because I knew he was going in. So I did not see the original play when it happened. I just assumed that out. he was going in, which would have been terrible if he gets tackled at the one. That would have been terrible. I'm running yeah. down screaming, and he gets tackled at the one. He fumbles it. Or that. It was or, just, no, no, he just you know flicks it at the one-yard line. and Like the Eagles? Wasn't that uh, wasn't that a punt return? They did that? Was it wasn't the that Eagles Deshaun that Jackson? It? I think oh, it was yeah. Deshaun Jackson yeah. that did that. Um, but Vikings-Eagles, what are you thinking? After I've gone through my roller coaster of emotions that I was feeling, yeah. what do you think yeah, coming into this I, one? I want to give some credit— Credit to Philadelphia. I mean, they, they have been fighting strong. I mean, they, we all overlooked them against the Falcons, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, definitely. But at the same time, the Falcons certainly helped the Eagles yeah. overcome the hurdle that how many was field themselves. Goals, how many field goals did the Eagles um, have in that one? 
And I I just kind of uh, I sit here and I look and I say, could Philadelphia upset Minnesota? Sure, they could. Will it happen? Only necessarily if Minnesota wants it to happen. Like I, I feel like this is a game where Minnesota, the only way I see them losing is if they manage to beat themselves. Yeah. No, I can see that. The if we are going into halftime up seventeen to nothing, I am more confident this game than I was last week because well, yeah, there's no Drew Brees out there. That's exactly why. We're last week I was always like, Okay, we're up seventeen nothing, we played a good half. But the sleeping giant is still there. Like, Drew Brees is going to come around. I have, like, Nick Foles has to make me fear him because I have no respect. Like, at, in this game, coming mm-hmm. forward, and good thing I'm not playing, I have no respect for Nick Foles. None whatsoever. I am not afraid of Nick Foles. Nick literally Peyton Manning Foles. Nick literally Peyton Manning Foles. Because yeah. the one of the main things also in that Viking game last week that helped Drew Brees is... Once Michael Thomas, and I know how I'm phrasing this, how I'm phrasing this is not what I originally mean. It wasn't a dirty play. But once Michael Thomas knocked Andrew Sandejo out of the game, it was a completely different game for Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. You basically took one of our almost Pro Bowl safeties, I think because Sandejo is not technically a Pro Bowl safety. I think it's Harrison Smith that's Pro Bowl. Sandejo, I'm not quite sure if he's made one. However, he should. He should be a Pro Bowl caliber safety once you take him out of the game, it's a completely different secondary for us, which helped Drew Brees. Also, Xavier Rhodes losing his head a little bit against Michael Thomas didn't help either. However, I just don't like – I think this is going to come down to whichever defense, whichever offense wins against the opposing defense. And I know you're sitting there going, well, Ricky, thanks for being John Madden. But whichever offense – can beat the other defense will win. And if the Eagles are forced to kick field goals again, it's they're not going to have a good time. And all the Vikings need to do is score touchdowns. I see this as a game where the Vikings could score three touchdowns, the Eagles kick three field goals, and we go ahead and win 21-9. Like I could see that happening in this game. Yeah, I think that I think that Minnesota will do a good job. I do think Philadelphia will be be around. You know, I can see like a 28-21. Uh you know, and I think that Philadelphia will at least make an effort. Mm-hmm. They will well, be there. They're, it's not, I mean, they're in this game. It's yeah, not I mean, like they're going to roll It's over. not a walk-off type of game. I yeah. mean, Philadelphia, I mean, a lot of people are sitting there going, Minnesota is better in every single facet of the game here. And, and I think Philadelphia is going to put up their fight. They're going to be there. Um, it's not an easy walk into into the, uh, the Super Bowl. But, you know, I'm at this point, I, I saw – I saw a miracle happen, and you know they're calling. I'm, all it the, in. I'm saying it's fate now. Minnesota's winning the Super Bowl. It's it's destined here. They're it's calling it the happen. Minnesota miracle, is what they're calling it. Yeah, it feels too cheesy. The Minnesota miracle. I, see, I feel like I have an issue with calling that a miracle type of play, even though I just did it. Uh, in the sense of, it wasn't like a miracle that Stefan Diggs caught that ball. No, no, no. It was. I think the y'all re- fucked up. I think the, the reason they're calling it the Minnesota miracle. Is because um, the um, and I can't I, ugh, the Allen the play by play guy for mm-hmm. the Vikings literally before that play said the Vikings are going to need a miracle here, and then the play happened. So I think they're running. I with think that. it should be called the uh, the Minnesota mistake by the Saints. The Minnesota mistake. 
Paul Allen. I that's copyrighted it. I almost it. said Pat Allen. And I'm like, no, that's Trademarked not right. It. I trademarked Paul, it. Paul Allen um, said beforehand mm-hmm. of the Vikings are going to need a miracle. That's why I think they're going with the Minnesota miracle. However, I see this game being – I'm gonna if I had to give a score, I'm going to go 28-12. Vikings. 28-12 to the Vikings. Nick Foles doesn't get into the end zone. They kick four field goals. We get touchdowns. We win the game. That would be fun. Did you already give? Did I miss yeah. you when you gave your score? I said twenty. Uh, what did I say? Twenty-seven or? Did, did you I say twenty-eight, twenty-one? Is that twenty-eight, twenty-one, twenty-seven, twenty-one? Okay. I don't know which one I said. I didn't I know care. officially which one. If that was like your official score, or if you were just saying it, but you're going with the Vikings. I'm, I'm rooting for a Super Bowl with teams that don't make the Super Bowl this year. I find it funny that I picked Patriots Vikings. You're picking Jags Vikings. However, I'm rooting for Jags Vikings. Hey, so if that am makes I. any sense. So am I. If that I makes don't. any sense. I'm not rooting for uh, the home teams here. <laughs> this is where you guys come in, though. Let us know what you guys think down below of the AFC game, the NFC game, how you think it's going to play out this weekend, and who are you guys rooting for. Let us know in the comment section. want to thank you guys for either watching on YouTube or listening on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any other podcast service around the world. A little housekeeping here at the end. If you like what we did here, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. It's your way to help support us so we can help keep the lights on and also continue doing what we love doing for you guys each and every week. Also, we're selling MVP t-shirts. You want to grab one of those? All the information is down below in the description. Make sure to check out mostvalvepodcast.com. If you're on iTunes or have an iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. And last but not least, I forgot to say this in the opening, but make sure to click the link and take our MVP survey. We want to get your feedback to help make 2018 a better year for you. want to thank you guys for either watching on YouTube. want to thank you guys for either listening on Blog Talk Radio or any podcast service around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.